the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Jim Clark. In the Bible, one of the most terrifying and horrifying scriptures is found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11, where it says, God shall send them strong delusion. Question, what does the phrase strong delusion mean? And what can we do to avoid falling into this trap, whether you are in the church or outside the church? Join us now as we come to part 18 in this series entitled, Why Does God Send Strong Delusions? Stay tuned, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you doing tonight? Brother Jim, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction, and thank you for being with us despite uh, the physical uh, illness that you're going through. But oh, we know, I'll get over it. We know God's <laughs> grace is sufficient for you Amen. and uh, your weakness. So thank Amen. you so much for being with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been doing this series on uh, strong delusions as it relates to the three Ds. And I'm going to be talking about that tonight again, uh, strong delusions as it relates to the three Ds. And I want to add something to the three Ds uh, in who is controlling you and asking that question, who is controlling you? Uh, that's an important word today, uh, who is controlling you, because a lot of people are not controlled by God. They're controlled by everything else uh, but not God, and that's why we have so many problems today in our world today. Man today is out of control. He's out of control. Everywhere you look uh, in this world, Man is out of control. And when you look at the local news and the universal news, it has a story regarding murders and massive murders and killings everywhere you look and many other uh, sins that man is committing. Every day, a man gets worse and worse and worse, and he gets more and more out of control. We have a world by which man is out of control. Man is out of control. Uh, He is out of control because he has allowed the devil to influence him. And the devil is out of control, and he's been out of control ever since he was expelled out of heaven. And when he came to this earth, He influenced mankind who don't know Jesus to be out of control along with him. Now, mankind is not only out of control. Now, listen to this. Mankind is not only out of control because he has allowed the devil to influence him, but man is out of control. Mankind is out of control first because he got out of control because God has allowed a strong delusion to come upon him. And when this strong delusion is upon him, man is capable and completely 
capable and wicked to do anything. And when people say, I'm shocked that this has happened, I'm not. Because when mankind is allowing the devil to control him, he's capable of doing anything. We see this everywhere we look today around us. When there is no God, listen to me carefully now, when there is no God in our lives, then it opens up the door for us to be completely controlled by the devil and out of control. And this is what we see in our world today. The world today is out of control in all these areas with sex, pornography, drugs, alcohol, out of control with sports. Some people are worshiping sports more than God. And they have put their jobs before God. They're out of control with putting their jobs before God. They're putting gambling. They're involved with gambling and wrong associations. They're into gossip and not the gospel. We become controlled by religion and false cults. We become controlled by social media, texting, technology. We start to get more into the Facebook than God's grace book, the Bible. The big issue today that we are talking about is this thing is a nonstop situation in the news and social media. The two major problems that we see today with the news and social media, you just turn on the TV and you'll hear them discussing these things. And I want to talk a little bit about it. The two things that we hear in the news all the time, is gun control. We That's the first thing. The second thing that we hear about all the time is border control. Now, I am not knocking these two things, uh, not saying that these, th- these two things are not important, but what we need today over gun control and border control is the third G, is God control. See, we have these things today in our world. We're talking about gun control, and we need to have border control, but we need to have this third G, which is God control. God needs to be in control of our world, control of mankind, because things are never going to get right. We can talk about gun control, border control, but if we don't have God control, it's a waste of time. Our problem today, because of the strong delusion, is that even when we talk about, listen to this carefully, even when we talk about some form of control, we are still out of control because we are looking at the wrong solution. We haven't really gotten to the root. Therefore, we have not bared any fruit. There will never be any control in our world anywhere unless there is first God control. He needs to take control of our lives, our homes, our marriages, our streets, our communities, and even our churches. Let me say this, and I want to be real with you. 
The reason why the world is out of control is because when the church first gets out of control, then the world will get out of control because we are to be the light and the salt of the world, and we're not doing that. Let me kind of talk a little bit about how Hollywood is out of control. Hollywood is always talking about certain things going on, men taking advantage of women, and and there are other problems that Hollywood is always talking about. We see the high rate of divorce in Hollywood. We notice how people's lives are getting destroyed in Hollywood because they have uh, this thing where they're involved with everything in life but no God control. Now, I notice watching the Oscars that not one single person, when they came up to receive their trophy award, gave God the glory. Even when they uh, awarded Kobe Bryant, he didn't even acknowledge God. And we are to expect that because he's a Buddhist. We have a war between the the these problems in our world today, a war between gun control and border control. But this this third this third G, this G, this uh, what I want to talk about here is that we have left out God control. When we put the G, God control, out of our schools, then another G will be introduced into our schools, and that's the G of guns. We put God out of our schools, and we have replaced God with teaching children and students about evolution. And no wonder why man acts like he is an animal, because he is taught from the schools that he is an animal and came from Monkey Town, USA. Listen, until we get back, until we get back to God control, we will never have any real control in our lives, in our homes, in our marriages, in our schools, in our communities, in the streets, even with the government and even with the church. We can do nothing without God. You see, Jesus said, I can do nothing without you. The Apostle Paul said in Acts chapter 17, in thee we live and move and have our being. Now, even with gun control, now listen to this carefully. Even with gun control, even if we, everybody were to put away all their guns, man will still find a wicked way and a wicked thing to do. Because the problem with mankind today is not guns being out of control, but is man's wicked, wretched heart being out of control. Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Jesus said, Out of the heart proceedeth all of these evil things. So you can put away all the guns. If you were to do away all with the guns, Mankind will come up with another destructive weapon, and he's already doing that with the bombs, with chemical weapons. Now he uses deadly explosive poison in letters. Can you believe that? And sending them to people's homes. Now, let me say this in conclusion. My challenge to homes, marriages, churches, 
communities, the media, social media, even our government leaders, Republican, Democrat, Independent, we need to wake up to these three Ds. Number one, we need to make a decision to right now to repent of our wicked ways. That's the first D. The second D, if we do that, the promise is we will be delivered. But the third D is this. If we don't make the right godly decision to be secondly delivered, then what is left is delusional thinking and a delusional lifestyle. So the way we are going to get back and get control of all of these problems in the world, I'm saying this and I'm done, is we got to get back to God control. Because Second Chronicles 7 and 14 is a good word for our communities, our churches, our nation. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then would I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. That's a good scripture for God control. God wants to control this world. He gave it to us, but it's out of control, so we need to get back to the maker or we will experience the breaker, the judgment of God. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding God control. Brother Jim. And when we reject God, Satan is given a free hand to control us. We'd love to hear from you right after this break. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. My name is Jim Clark, and I am in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we are talking about strong delusion from Second uh, Thessalonians. But I just wanted to bring up this uh, passage that fits right in with what Dr. Buckner was talking about, and that's in the first chapter of Romans, beginning at verse 28. And they did not see fit to acknowledge God. God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. You get that? He gave them over to it. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's decree that those who practice such things deserve to die. They not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Does that not reflect the attitude of the modern man? I think it does. Well, before we get back to uh, Dr. Buckner and the callers, we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for contending for the faith. The effectual fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much, We also want to thank those who gave over the last two weeks, Terry, Jackie, Richard and Carol, Sandra, Scott, Camila, and Bomani, and Bruce. Without your gifts and donations, Contending for the Faith would not be on the air. We are listener-supported, so it costs us $400 a week to stay on. We are very thankful to our faithful supporters who have donated over the years to keep this program on the air. There are two ways you can donate. You can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Or the easy way, go onto your computer, 
to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. Uh, We also want to remind everyone to set your clocks ahead an hour so you won't be late for church Sunday morning. That's tomorrow morning, in case you forgot. So at 2 o'clock, it will become 3 o'clock. You may lose an hour of sleep, but you gain an hour of sunlight uh, in sunlight in the evening, that's for sure. Not in the morning when we some of us have to get up and go to work. <laughs> for those who didn't hear, Dr. Buckner's Thursday, March 8th from 5 to 6 p.m., you missed a real blessing. You can go online to hear that interview on Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Also, even though we are halfway through our class on spiritual gifts, it is not too late to audit the class or come for the last half of the class or uh, is on Monday every Monday evening at 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. at the East Bay Baptist Association Building, 1221 Pacific Avenue. That's 1221 Pacific Avenue, San Leandro, California. So if you want more information about that, you can call Dr. Buckner at 415 721 one seven seven eight. All righty, Doctor Buckter, what did you think about that passage in Romans? Fits right in with what you're talking about. Oh yes, it fits right in, and it's uh, what I call a uh, confirmation. And uh, you know, it's always good to get those confirmations from the Word of God because they work together like a hand in a glove. So I appreciate you uh, sharing that, and we talked about that a little bit. And I said this is would be a good scripture to share with the the uh, listening audience. So thank you so much for mm-hmm. that. Well, do you want to get to uh, our uh, callers? Our first caller. Let's go to Cece. Cece, are you there? Uh, yes, I am. How are you doing this evening? Um, hi, I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Well, we are truly blessed. Uh, we hope that you heard most of the program and uh, did you hear uh, me on Craig Roberts on uh, Thursday? I didn't know you was going to be on Craig Roberts. Yes. Uh, well, oh. Well, we, uh, uh, Brother Vince put in a plug on that for the last week's program, uh, even though we weren't alive. And then, uh, you know, so oh. if you heard that program, it was announced. And uh, But there's ways that people can get access to that as well, online, as well as uh, contact our ministry, and we can work out something around that. But it was a tremendous interview, and uh, we want to encourage people to try to plug in. I was interviewed the first uh, hour from 5 to 6 on Thursday, and uh, Craig was uh, uh, so blessed by me being there that he wants me to come back real soon and do a two-hour program nonstop. So we'll let people know when the next one will be uh, regarding that. So uh, Lifeline is where we gave birth to this program. I used to uh, be on with him talking about all types of subjects and uh, ranging from all different theological points of view as well as cults. And and then uh, uh, the, I used to host for him as well. And then the Lord opened up the door for us to have our own program here. Um, so did you hear the Word of God tonight? Oh, yes, I did. Uh, how did it minister to you? What did you get out of it for you? I liked how you brought up the gun control uh, issue in um, the and because I've heard that mentioned a lot, you know, I even heard the, you know the president mention that before. I mean, former former president Barack Obama mentioned that before too. And and I totally agree with you. It's the scripture that you know that it's it's, it's 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 the problem. It's the heart, like you said. Man, I believe man will find other ways. Like you said, I mean, 
you said it. You hit it right on the nose. That you know, if you, if you really, if you're not controlled by God, you're gonna be controlled by a dark power. I mean, and if you look at our community and look all around the world, look on the news. I mean, what you said it, 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 it coincides. It's, it's scriptural, and then you also made it practical. You know, so someone who's listening who don't really understand the Bible too much, because a lot of people say the Bible is complicated. There's no way they could be like, wow. I mean, you made it so simple, but you really hit home with it and. You were, you know, theological. I, I, I really appreciate it. I was, I was really enjoying it. It goes so quick, but it was, I, um, as usual, you did a good job, God. I know God helped you out a lot, and I know you have put your time in in the ministry, and I, I really appreciate it. I'm pretty sure a lot of other people out there appreciate it, too. And I'm telling, by you saying that, so many people listening, you know who's listening, you know, to that. There's a lot of unbelievers listening to stuff like that. That, it, it, it hit home. I mean, y'all know God, God's work. It did something. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, well, thank you for the encouraging feedback. We uh, get blessed by people uh, sharing what they got out of it as well. So uh, we appreciate that. And we uh, want to emphasize to people when they talk about all these things, not to say that we're knocking it, but we want to emphasize to people we need uh, God control. We need Christ control above any type of control because everything is out of control until we get back to God control. That's the message for tonight. We need to get back and, and and to, even if you haven't been there before, you need to get to. We need to repent and come to God control. That's the only way things are going to get better in this world, and that's the only way a revival is going to happen, because revival is the only answer to our problems of the world today. You can't solve it religiously, politically, socially, economically. You can only solve it uh, through the Word of God. When people turn back to the Word of God in the Old Testament and the New Testament, revival broke out. You can bank on that every time. And that's the answer to our world today is turning back to God. He's the only solution and the only answer for our problems today. And we pray for that. We pray for that to happen. What's on your heart tonight? You got? You have a question? Yeah, I had a question, but um, I just want to ask you because I gave I gave the phone count for uh, a passage, but that wasn't a passage I wanted to use because I couldn't find it. So I found the passage I want to use, but I want to respect your program. I know you told me before that once it's in, you guys put it in the computer. So I mean, it's on you for me to just to use the one that I gave him in replacement, but that's not the one that I had. I found the one that I had, but. I want to respect, you know, you guys, how you guys do things on your show. So if you want me just to use the, use this one that I gave him instead of the one I found, which I found it, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, I, I want to respect you guys' ministry. Okay. Uh, what's the one that you found? I found the one that's in Acts 26, 18. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, is the one I, this is the one I had originally. I had it, I had it for a couple hours, and I lost it. And then mm. I found it in my Bible. Uh-huh. And how did we come up with Acts 9 and 1? No, Romans 9 1, I just, I used that as a replacement because I couldn't find it. Oh, it was it. Romans. And then I actually, yeah, I said, well, let me use this one because I've been looking at that one too, but the one that was on my heart was, strongly on my heart was the one in Acts. But I said, well, this is the other one I was looking at, but I found that one. But that's, but I gave a phone counselor Acts 9 1, so he didn't make a mistake. I made a mistake. Oh. I lost it, then I found it. Okay. Well, we want to make sure that we are on the same page. Definitely when you 
uh, call in. Make sure you're on the same page, you and the foam counselor. It makes things easier uh, for us uh, as well. Uh, what's what's on your heart regarding uh, Acts 26 and uh, 18? And do you have your uh, uh, Bible there? Yes, I have it with me now. Okay, let me uh, get at, I'm going to look at something act, uh, else here uh, in relationship to that as well. Um, okay. I think while you're doing that, I'll just go ahead and uh, read from uh, verse 16 through verse 18 there in, yes. in Acts 26. But rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to the things in which you have seen me and to those in which I appear to you, delivering you from your people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jim, for reading that. So, so what's uh, after he read that? What's your, what's your question regarding this? What what's on your heart? What's your, what, um, I just want. Oh, go ahead. What What do you want to uh, particularly know about this passage of scripture? This verse of scripture. I wanted. Um, I want you to like explain uh, basically what what um, the apostle Paul is uh, speaking about under inspiration of the Holy Spirit when he when he mentioned this. Yes. Um, well, you know, the uh, Apostle Paul here uh, is um, uh, addressing an issue, uh, again, as uh, Brother Jim read, and that's why I'm glad that he read it, because uh, other verses, because it's important for us to understand the uh, the full context of the Scripture. And we see in verse 17 that he is uh, delivering the from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. And so Paul's mission in the ministry is kind of like in this verse 18 uh, summarizes uh, his ministry and what he was all about, and he would uh, preach this. uh, Verse 18, everything you have in here, he would preach it to the king's, he would preach it to the Gentiles. He would preach it to the Jews. He would preach it to all different types of people. And and here he is also relating it to King Agrippa. And you see in verse 28 that King Agrippa uh, says, after he heard this and heard these things Paul was saying, that it says that then King Agrippa said unto Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. It's interesting how... There are a lot of people like King Agrippa. They almost there. They almost persuaded to be a Christian. Now, that's not going to get you into heaven to be almost there. You got to be there. But there this is befitting for a lot of people in our world today in our churches in our in our homes, uh, in our family. You almost got me there. You almost got me to become a Christian. You almost got me to be in church. You almost got me to do. So uh, what Paul is saying to, uh, you know, this king and saying it to the people that, uh, you know, that God has called me to open up their eyes, to turn them from darkness, the darkness. See, that's the thing that is why man doesn't come to the light. 
You remember Jesus said in John 3 that men love darkness more than the light. They don't come to the light because men love darkness more than the light. It's not because they claim to be an atheist, an agnostic, and a skeptic, or involved with some religion. It's our cult. It's because they love darkness. And that's the thing that we have to pray that God will deliver people from, from the darkness. You know, and, uh, you know, the Second Corinthians 4 and 4, the Apostle Paul said, the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine within them. So this darkness that's upon the eyes of the people, Paul is praying that their eyes will be open. I remember... Walter Martin, uh, he would always say when he would go to speak, my mentor, he would always say, Lord, open up their eyes. Do you ever pray that prayer? That's the prayer that we need to pray when we are witnessing, when we are communicating the truth of God to people that are nonbelievers or who need to grow in the Lord. Lord, open up their eyes. And then when he opens up their eyes, see, then they will be turned from darkness. It's, it's like a, a pattern here. The, the, the eyes got to be open, their souls, to their souls. Then they will turn from the darkness to the light and from the power of Satan unto God because their eyes are blinded. The eyes need to be open. Then they will turn to from the darkness to the light and from the power of Satan because Satan has a grip upon people's warfare. And then after you experience this, see, you have to go through the experience of forgiveness. See, that's why he mentions and receive forgiveness of your sins. And then you will inherit it uh, the, uh, to be sanctified by faith because sanctification is a process by which God is working with us every day. He's, you know, when you first become a Christian, you see, you go through the experience of justification, and then after justification, you go through sanctification. And then you go to uh, consecration, and you experience all these things. Uh, so this is it in a nutshell, is that uh, this is a the pattern by which all of us should be using in our witnessing life. What we're going to do right now, we're going to hold you, and uh, because we're getting ready to go to a commercial, we'll come back and, and we will uh, pray for your prayer request so we can get to the next question question, but hopefully that helped you out. Use this as a format in witnessing the people because they need it. Amen. All right. Well, caller in Vacaville, we will get to you right after this break, and we are looking forward to hearing from you. If you have a question or comment, please give us a call. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. My name is Jim Clark. I'm in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we'd like to go ahead and get right back to our call with Cece. So, Cece, are you still on the line with us? Yes, I am. All righty. Thank you for hanging in there with us, and what uh, is your prayer request tonight? Um, if you could pray, pray for me, I, uh, I need—I just need wisdom and direction whether God wants me to go back to this um, area where I used to minister minister before. I was—I was ran off from that area, so I want to ask him if he wants me to uh, have direction to go back there. Then I'm having a problem where I can't get my uh, my property management is—they're uh, not cleaning my carpets, and I've asked them several times, and they're, they're not doing that. And 
Howard everybody who I pray pray for my family as well as my brother Rosalind and everybody else. And then I have a, I have another friend of mine. Uh, he's a young adult and um, he just got he, he has cancer now and so and he's not a believer. So I want to uh, pray for him. And then if you lift up um, the singer, I mean I singer the actor Angela Bassett and uh, the actor Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, those are some good prayer requests and. Let's uh, help Brother Jim to lead us in our prayer on that. Cece, what was the name of that uh, singer that you mentioned? Uh, not a singer. Um, it's an actor, Angela Bassett, and then um, uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, like, uh, yeah, the actor Tom Cruise. Gotcha, the, yes. Possible. Got that one. I, I just missed the Angela part. So Angela Bassett, yes. Oh, Angela, Angela Bassett. She's, a, she's an actor. Right, right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's lift you up in prayer. Um Father in heaven, we just thank you for C.C. and his uh, diligence and um, just being with us every week, Lord God, and his uh, uh, his questions and, his, and the fact that he's just learning about you and growing in the Lord. And Father, we pray uh, for the, for wisdom for C.C., Lord, that you would help him decide on the area of ministry in which you're trying to direct him. Holy Spirit, just please give him a conviction that uh, will guide him in the direction you want him to go. Uh, Lord, we pray for uh, his situation with this property manager, and Lord, we pray that that would be worked out equitably and without any uh, uh, hard feelings. Lord, we pray that uh, for his mother, Rosalinda, just uh, continue to keep her health, and uh, and Lord, for this uh, young adult uh, that has cancer, Lord, we just pray for a miraculous healing, a healing that will bring glory to God and will bring another soul uh, to the feet of Christ. Uh, Lord, at the same time, we also play, uh, pray for um, for Tom Cruise and Angela Bassett, and we pray that these uh, celebrities who have uh, the ear of millions and millions of people, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, that you would uh, give them salvation, Lord God, just bring them to the cross, and uh, Lord, may their life be dedicated uh, to knowing you and to sharing the gospel with others. We uh, we thank you, Lord, that you are a great God. We thank you for CC in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jim. Mm-hmm. Cece, thank you so much for your call. Thank you. All right. God bless you. All right, Jim, let's go to our next caller. All right. Looks like we have uh, Diane Langston. Are, Are you, you doing, Diane? I am doing very well at this time, Dr. Buckner and Jim. Amen. Huh. Well, it's good to hear your voice, and we're uh, glad that uh, you're back. You're back um, from India. <laughs> I am definitely back from Visakha Putnam, India, India, and in the U.S. at this time. Amen, and we're so glad that you're doing better uh, health-wise, too. We, I know you've been through some things there, but God's grace is sufficient for all of us and our weaknesses. Thank you, Dr. Buckner. You always bring a smile to my face when you mention the Lord, and that's all the time. Amen, amen. And um, what's on your heart tonight? I just want to comment uh, a little bit about some of the issues that you have brought up that we're facing as a society today. And uh, first I want to begin by saying, you know, that situation in Florida, when that occurred, I literally could not watch the news reporting without weeping, not only for the children, which were absolutely terrified, and the young man that committed the crime, but the fact that we as adults, seem to have no compulsion whatsoever to try and protect these children. It is our responsibility to protect children and allow them an opportunity to grow up. That's, that's the first point that I want to mention. Next is this, this 
fact that we have no idea of what sin is. In my travels, I've noticed that the wantonness of women in this country is unlimited. There is absolutely no modesty in almost any areas of our life, including the church. We have a widespread acceptance of sexual immorality by the church. It it reminds you of the Church of Corinth. We accept sexual immorality as though it cannot be stopped, it can't be conquered, that it's a norm and a part of the times that we're living in that even the followers of Christ would be sexually immoral. In addition to those couple points, I want to talk about the idolatrous forms of worship that exist in our church. They are plain idolatrous. The music, the content of the music, our choirs have thrown off their robes. They're jerking around, dancing, hopping, leaping like pagan worshipers. The songs that they sing make no mention of the Lord Jesus Christ, his death, burial, or resurrection. They just sing to something out there, and they dance the whole time that they are. Paganism, dancing, has always been associated with pagan worship. And we can't identify the practice of pagans because our teaching is so weak. We don't know what we believe. We, we, we don't know how to worship in spirit and truth. So we look around us at everyone else, and we, oh, well, I like the way that looks. And the next thing you know, we've brought this over into the church, and it's become a practice that's condoned and accepted by the church elders and church leadership. And lastly, this obsession we have with sexual activity. Sexual activity has always been associated with pagan worship, always. The prostitutes, the attempting to worship God sexually, all of this went on in the temples and in the lives of pagan worshipers. And as I I look around now, I find that most Christian worship can almost be identified more with pagan worship than it can be with what I believe God is saying when he said, I am looking for true worshipers those who would worship me in spirit and in truth. And I'd like your thoughts about this. Well, everything that you're saying, I I appreciate what you're saying, and you're right on target. And this is is going on. A lot of it is going on. But at the same time, too, I do want to validate those churches uh, that are holding up to um, the Word of God, the creeds and the doctrines and the Christian faith and uh, morality. Uh, There are uh, always God has always has a remnant uh, in the midst of everything. This is going all the way back to the Old Testament, New Testament. God always has a remnant, and I thank God for the remnant. Now, I do want to add this to what you're saying that, and I was sharing this with some of my students in the class on uh, last Monday, that because there's uh, just uh, people who are pouring out the same type of sentiments, but on a different level. And where I see a lot of the problem is, Sister Langston, is that uh, we need to pray uh, for the leaders of our churches. And, uh, you know, we need Amen. to pray for the entire church. But the thing that got Amen. God angry in the Old Testament and even the New Testament, but in the 
Old Testament is that when the shepherds had fallen, the entire nation of Israel had fallen. And this is the thing that we need to really pray for, because when it's allowed in the church and it's going on, these blasphemous things of paganism and I, uh, heresy and idolatry and immorality. And we know the judgment of God will come because Billy Graham once said, if God doesn't judge America, he have to apologize for what he did for Sodom and Gomorrah. Judgment will come. But my thing is that we pray uh, for the churches, but pray for the leaders, because if the leaders are allowing it to go on, then it's going to just get completely out of control. And that's the thing why why God rebuked the nation of Israel, because he rebuked the leaders, because the shepherds had gone astray. And that's the thing we have to pray for. We have to pray for that the shepherds will be faithful and men of integrity. That's one thing that I, that I appreciate about Billy Graham. He was not a perfect man, but one thing I appreciate about him, that he was a man of integrity. We, we need more men like that, men of integrity. And men of, and Billy Graham was a man of humility. And he was also a man who had compassion for the loss. And he was faithful. See, we need more men like this in our world today and more women and that they're faithful to what God has called them to do when it comes to these things. So everything you're saying is true. And I just would add to that. We always want to remember the faithful remnant and validate them in the midst of all of this uh, stuff that you're talking about, uh, because that's important. But at the same time. If if the head is not right, if the head is not right, uh, it's going to be hard for the tail to be right. So we got to pray for the heads to get right, and 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 God wants the that to start off right. Because if the if, if the pulpit, you know, we're talking about the two P's. If the pulpit is not right, then the pews are going to be all discombobulated. If the pul- pulpit is discombobulated. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for what you share. We're going to try to get to another caller before our time is out. But thank you for what you shared. And we appreciate it. Before you go. Yes. Before you go, I just want to thank you for your wisdom, your direction, and your leadership at all times. God bless you. Well, thank you so much for those encouraging words. And God bless you as well and your husband to tell him I said hello. All right, Dr. Buckley. All righty. God bless. All right, Jim. Amen. Well, let's go to the next caller. I think we have David. David, are you there? Brother David. Yes, hello. How, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Well, we are so blessed we can't uh, be stressed by the devil's mess nor depressed by the devil's mess. <laughs> That's a good word, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's appropriate to uh, what you were talking about in uh, Acts twenty six eighteen. Yes. <laughs> When uh, when the scripture says that, uh, that well, Jesus told Paul that he was sending him to the Gentiles to open their eyes and convert them. The word "turn" is epistrepho. It's it's God turning. It's just like God turned Paul on the Damascus Road. Mm-hmm. It's a work of God, and that work then uh, turns them. Uh, converts them from darkness to light and from the control of Satan to the control of God. Now, your comments and and your last caller uh, alluded to the problem. This is the solution. Until there's true, genuine 
repentance and conversion, which Paul mentioned in verse 20, uh, this is never going to be accomplished, because we cannot turn ourselves to God. Oh, you are so right, and uh, I validate you for sharing that, because I have preached that throughout my ministry until we get to that place. And if we don't get to that place of genuine repentance and, be, and nothing else is going to work because we got to uh, come clean. And, and, you know, John the Baptist said this. He said he went a step further and said that, uh, you know, bring forth the fruit of repentance. You can't just talk it. You got to walk it. And John the Baptist preached that, and Jesus preached that you know, repentance. And 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 John said, "Let's see the fruit of repentance." And until we get to that point, you're absolutely right. In our personal lives, in our churches, we're not going to see this fulfillment of what Paul is talking about here. So, thank you for your additional comments. We appreciate that. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> You talk about um, uh, the fruit of repentance. <laughs> That's what true repentance produces when we're converted, and not until that time. See, that's the problem that you never hear of today, is if this business of uh, God converting us when we repent. Repentance is our part. Conversion is the work of God in our lives, that will then be able to enable us to produce the fruit, the work, the result of repentance. Amen, my brother. Well, thank you for your uh, additional comments, and God bless you. Keep us in prayer. We'll do likewise, and call us back again in the future. Okay, thank you very much. All righty. God bless you, and thank you as well. All righty. All right. What a bunch of great calls we had tonight. Oh, tonight has been just a tremendous uh, program. And this is one we got to remember in the repertoire so we can re air this again. (laughs) I I noticed when there's a theme, kind of thread that's moving through this, and that people mentioned several times that that what's happening in the church, they're just astonished at what they're seeing happening in the church. And, you know, I think that you answer this question for me as we get closer to the last and final days that we are going to see this shaking out of the true church, the refining of the true church. And people that that we kind of looked around as our brothers and sisters, we might find out that maybe they weren't. Well, that's a really a good point. Uh, dovetailing off of Sister Langston, what she's sharing about so much stuff that she's seeing in the churches, and and uh, you know the repentance thing have to start. Uh, the brother David uh, called in about the people repenting. I'm going to go a step further and say we need to see the pastors and many of these uh, people in the pulpit uh, repenting, Amen. and it needs to yeah. start from the top down. And when that happens, the people are going to be affected. But this is uh, what the Apostle Paul was saying in Second Thessalonians, telling off what you're saying. Yeah, uh, he said that before the Antichrist come, the man of sin, the son of perdition, in Second Thessalonians chapter two that uh, there's going to be a great falling away. Mm-hmm. Now, that means uh, in Greek uh, an apostasy. So we see the apostasy happening, and this is like we have to let everybody understand this tonight, that this apostasy is a prophecy regarding the end of time, that there will be a falling away 
before the man of sin is revealed and this Jesus returns. And so this is part of the prophecy, seeing all this stuff going on in some of our churches. Oh, my goodness, yes. yes. Well, we've come to the end of another exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being a part of tonight's program. Ah, please keep us in your prayers until next uh, next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.